Hi, I'm Sadev. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 102 of Shades of Brown. And we return after what has been a couple of weeks this time. Uh, yeah, we had a we we th- I thought we were gonna have a hurricane hit Florida, and then it turns out we didn't have a hurricane hit Florida. It just kind of demolished the Bahamas, <laughs> which is not um, good. Which, yeah, it's, which is it's not, not good. good. Like mind you, like, yeah, like it was actually, bad, it was like, very you bad know, for Bahamas. Uh, like definitely donate to anyone who's not the Red Cross. Fuck the Red Cross uh, for the Bahamas because they're they're absolutely fucked right now. But we over here got off pretty pretty all right on it. So that's why nothing really happened last week. And on top of that too. All, all of, like the good news is came out this week because there's a bunch of game stuff. Um, like it definitely like I didn't think I I didn't I think that Nintendo Direct that we're going to talk about as well was like pretty last minute. They didn't. It was like oh yeah, there's gonna be one next week. Um, and then I know Control was uh one that had had a pretty good marketing cycle, but I know too there's um Gears of War Five had almost no marketing with it. So it's like kind of like a sleepy. It's like a sleepy. Sleep, game but these season. are good games, and I want to talk. About, let's let's start with that. Right, like we're doing games first. Uh, I'm gonna start with Control, since you mentioned the Control. Um, the it, it is Remedy's latest game. The Remedy is the studio that did Alan Wake. It did uh the Max Payne games. Right, it did. Uh, Quantum Break was the. I think Quantum Break was the one that I got like, is the one that I started with. Like it's it was my introduction to Remedy, which is probably not the greatest introduction, because I think Quantum Break was pretty rough. And from what I heard, uh, uh, what I heard on other podcasts is that uh, like development of that game was extremely troubled. Like there was a lot of. Like there were requirements for Microsoft, like it was like a Microsoft exclusive thing, right? Uh, and and it had this weird format where they had like this TV show aspect of it, right? Like, well, so so what happened with it is that there was originally going to be a, a TV show for it, and then funding for it fell through. So only some of like the live action scenes became like intermediary pieces yeah, in the yeah, game. It's, it was really weird. Uh, like I played, I played through Quantum Break because Christian here gave me the. Uh, PC code, a PC like a PC code for it. Yeah, because when I bought the um, Xbox game, it gave me a PC one because I was before they had the Play Anywhere thing. So they would just like they would give you like a PC code for the Windows ten uh, Windows ten store. And so it was also a UWP game, which yes. likely didn't yeah, help too. Uh, it had I think performance issues on machines and like issues with like the format, uh, the UWP format, and it was, it was weird. The like the live action scenes look weird. They looked out of place because they like the game. The game was running at sixty frames per second, and all of a sudden you'd like drop to like this 30, 30 frames per second recorded video, uh, or what, or like twenty nine frames or whatever recorded twenty four frames. 24 yeah, twenty four frames. frames yeah. That is the standard in the industry, like in the video in like the media industry. Uh, and it's really weird. It's re- it was really jarring. Um, the, but but a lot of the elements in 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 quantum break were very interesting like the sort of the story like the sort of the way they did like the mechanics of like you know moving around uh moving between dimensions and all that all that sort of stuff they sort of just like refined that all of that all those concepts and put the put the into the latest game which is uh called control uh so like like the over like the, the the thousand foot summary is that it's 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 a game uh, that revolves around the federal barrier of control, uh, uh, a secret government agency that studies uh, phenomenon which like violate the laws of reality. So, so it's so a lot of like uh, interdimensional travel, like weird entities. Uh, op- like they have uh, things called objects of power, which are like things that like manifest in the world that are like have this special properties. Uh, so you play as uh, play as this woman uh, called Jesse Faden. Uh, it's it's very it's very remedy because it's like the way they introduce her. It's like this, this this voiceover and she's just like talking, and she just like walks into this building and then you just start the game. Like that's the introduction to the game. And he and the this and the architecture in this game. Uh, I'm gonna like link a video the a digital founder video of this of this uh, of this game and you, you should just take a look at like the brutalist gray very gray and orange and red uh design like the visual design of it it's it's very cool uh for a mechanical standpoint so far it's 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 mostly a third person 
ability-based shooter. Like there, there are abilities that you can. I'm not going to spoil them because I think the abilities uh, are, it's kind of spoilery. Uh, but like so far, there have some abilities. Uh, you have you have these these service weapon. Which is your, which is your primary weapon? It is uh, it is an object of power that you know it modifies its shapes, uh, and it becomes different things. So it's, that's also very cool. So that's I mean that's control. Like I played a few hours. I played yesterday. Uh, played this morning. Uh, a few more hours. It's it's very cool. Uh, the- so so remedy games are they have a very distinct style right and i don't think it's like a bad thing but i know that's remedy games are like you're either into it or or you just you don't you don't get it and it's not something it's not like a, a a bad thing right but there's just like a it's a particular style of game design that i don't think that i don't think that like fits it for everyone no, uh, um i think if, but, if you enjoyed uh it's, it's sort of those games where it's like it's very like it knows what it's doing. Like, like the game, like the in-game lore is distributed via, via like recordings and like t- little TV things, the TV recordings. Uh, and it's very tongue in cheek. It's like very like, uh, like it's not taking itself too seriously, but at the same time, it's taking itself a little bit seriously. Right? It's like, it feels like there's a good balance between that, uh, between like not being overly serious and not being like, uh, not serious at all. It's 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 nice and yeah, stylistically, uh, it's doing all the weird shit. It's 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 Alan Wake. If you liked Alan, if you played Alan Wake and you liked Alan Wake, you probably like this one. Uh, it's 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 good. I'm enjoying it so far. It's and also it's like a, it's sort of like a the world map. I should mention like the the structure of the game is is like a Metroidvania style uh, format uh, where you just wander around areas. You have to collect. Clear. You have to get clearance to certain. Like you have to find basically a key card to get to certain areas. You know, uh, stuff like that. The oldest house, as it's called. Uh, you have. Yeah, you, you talk to the board. Uh, etc. It's very. It's very like very like conspiracy theory esque. Uh, you know, it's called what is it called? SCP. I think SCP is what it's people are talking about. Like, uh, the developers have mentioned they're big SCP fans, so that's that's the. Uh, also, yeah. Also, also, I should mention one other thing. Uh, facial animations are still very weird. Uh, remedies. Uh, so it, it hasn't gotten better from Quantum. Um, from I mean, Quantum it's Break. slightly better. I think. I mean, it's hard to really remember, to be honest. But remedies Northline engine, right? Their proprietary uh, engine, right? That they use. Uh, like the main act, main character is more capped, so she's fine. But there are like these, like. Uh, other characters you talk to, like you have you talk to in the game and it's it's a it's a bit weird it feels like their uh mouth movement is not properly synced with the with the with the voice like the things they're saying so it so it looks slightly weird it's just not it's it's a bit it's it's not it's not like the biggest deal because honestly it's like I'm still like it's not it doesn't like detract from anything but it's just a thing that you'll notice it's it's uh, I think it's a very remedy thing at this point is that their signature uh, engine I guess uh, defects or, or whatever you want to call them yeah but the game looks amazing it's it's because this is um, this one comes with RTX yes, right it, uh, yeah so RTX yeah, is the is Nvidia's uh, Nvidia's uh, series of GPUs that have a, 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 a proprietary uh, ray tracing cores on them. Uh, so this game supports uh, ray tracing on RTX GPUs. So if you have RTX series GPU, you can you can turn on ray tracing. And uh, uh, a Digital Foundry's video goes into this in in a lot of detail. So I'm not gonna like I haven't turned it on yet, so I can't really say for myself how it looks. But for what I've seen. Uh, this is this is probably one of the best uh, ray tracing examples of ray tracing in in a, in a tri- in like a triple A budget video game. Right? It's it's it looks like it has significant detail enhancements and like the lighting feels really good. The lighting is already like the, the without our without ray tracing on the lighting feels amazing, like really really well done. Uh, with ray tracing on, it's just it's just even better. Uh, and there, there's all sorts of little details that they add with the ray tracing. It's it's really good. And yeah, the game is just visually extremely stunning. Like Qu- Quantum Break was 
pretty nice to look at. But this is uh, this is this is actually a step above that. Uh, How's performance so far for you though? Because I know the Digital Foundry one, it's uh, it's pretty tough to get it running at a consistent. Yeah, 60. I, I like I, I said I mentioned I mentioned that I played it with ray tracing off. There are still some uh, weird hitches sometimes. These are very like not often, but they are noticeable. They are. I think it happens when you load into it. Like when you, there's no loading screens when you go into new areas. But I think the game loads assets, obviously, when you go into new areas. And there's a slight hitch when this happens. Like you'll feel it. Like it's a slight. Like it's just one. Like one frame will drop, basically. Uh, one or two frames will drop. Uh, and and Digital Foundry mentioned this. They mentioned this is on only on the DirectX 12 version, and it's probably related to uh, like asset streaming or like I/O related. And so, if you have slower I/O, so if it's running on a cons, if it's running on like on a hard drive, you'll, you'll probably notice that it's probably a longer frame drop. Uh, but on an SSD, it's like one or two frames that drop. But otherwise, performance has been pretty damn good, even in in um, sort of hectic fights. Uh, for me, anyway, my PC is absurd, so it's it's kind of hard to uh, put it in perspective. But Digital Foundry said that it's it's you could get it running. It's it's a pretty good PC version, so so that's uh, so that's good. Uh, the console versions are really good too. Uh, the well, actually, that's that's the other thing I should mention. The console versions uh, on the base consoles are not good. So if you have the Xbox, the base Xbox One or the Xbox One S uh, or the PS4, uh, don't pick up this game yet because uh, very bad frame drops. Like on the PS4, the base PS4, it is dropping to like. 14 fps like it's bad it's bad yeah it's it's really bad uh i wouldn't recommend it on anything other than xbox one x or ps4 pro like ps4 pro is probably the best version uh best console version of this game uh but i would i would recommend waiting if you if you play planning on playing this on on uh on a uh, console uh just just wait because uh yeah that's it's 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 a little bit like this it feels like the there's CPU related issues, like the the console CPUs are not able to keep up with the game, or like there's some optimization issue with that. Uh, so yeah. Uh, also on PC, I should mention this. I guess some people care, but it it is only on the Epic Game Store. Uh, so that's a thing. This is the first game I bu- actually bought on the Epic Game Store. So that's that's something. How do you feel about the Epic Game Store? <laughs> Feature wise, it's 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 not good, but like honestly, like I, I like I don't care. Like it's it's like it's it's hard to like for me to care. Like, like the game launches, I play it, I quit it, 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 it does its thing. Like it's like it's the same thing with you play. Like I don't I don't it doesn't bother me as much. It's just like I guess I'm bec- I've become habituated to the, the amount of launchers that we have. It's like, I don't care anymore. Um, so like yeah, already have three launches running right now. It's that's how it is. What's the PC, PC gaming thing? Just have a bunch of launchers. Uh, I mean, that's but isn't that like ideal? I don't know. I always I so I figured I I get like the argument as to why everyone wants something in Steam, but isn't the whole point of PC games for it to be an open marketplace anyways? Which means you know naturally different launchers. I, like, I don't really have a problem. Like if you want a single store, go buy an Xbox. Yeah, right? I mean, <laughs> or like buy a PS4. I, I don't actually. I don't have like their Epic Epics store and it's it's uh have there's various legitimate complaints to make uh there are like features thing in the epic store like a wish list uh or like a cart a shopping cart uh things like that but like as like a launcher it's fine like i just i guess it works it downloads the games well it's it doesn't have issues with that it just I just launch it. It's fine. Uh, it updates. It, it does cloud saves. It does that. So it's all good. Uh, I don't have I don't have a problem with it being on Epic Games. Uh, I suppose some people do have a problem. They probably own. A, I don't know if it's if it's uh, timed exclusive on Epic Games or what. I don't. I, I don't know. They have, I don't think they mentioned anything about it being a timed exclusive or how long it's going to be. Uh, so yeah, that's Control. Uh, pub- developed by Remedy Entertainment, published by Five Hundred Five. Uh, available on PC, uh, Windows, uh, PS4, and Xbox One. So, uh, all right. Um, and I would say, speaking about like really good PC releases, I think that just goes right into the next game. Yes, that's. I'm excited about this one. Actually, I'm very excited about this. This is uh, so Gears Five. 
question. Uh, you you have it. You have the the from Game Pass, right? It's on the okay. yeah. Yeah, day one ultimate edition with Games Pass. Uh, well, actually, five days before it comes out. Because if you don't have Games Pass, you actually can't pick it up until Tuesday. I mean, you you have to buy the ultimate edition, right? Like the yeah, you have to buy the ultimate like edition or through Games 120 Pass. Hundred twenty Canadian yeah. dollars, by the way. Um, so yeah, so Gears Five, it, it is it's so this. Let's start with that. So the name itself, like it, it used to be called Gears of War. Uh, they just like simplified the name the naming scheme and branding to just gears right uh it's, it's gears which i think probably is for the best because now it's because like the, the new storyline especially like so the first four games right gears one two three and then judgment have their own like set storyline and then four and now five are like same world right but really don't relate to the original games in terms of like outside of setting right they're their own story now because it's, it's like 30 25 years later um so I think to help signify that, I think it makes sense, right, to have it be a different, you know, simplified name as well, just to help better show that split. And and I think like the common, like like the common um, sort of opinion that I've been seeing in um, blogs and online is that Gears Four was like the coalition proving they can make a classic Gears of War game, and Gears Five is them like now their own take on what it means to be a Gears of War game, which I think is accurate. Which I think is accurate. So I've seen uh, I've seen footage from uh, the xbox one version and the pc version both of them uh the giant bomb quick look was the xbox one version um so how do you feel about the game like let's start with uh i don't know characters there's a new character new main character right uh how do you feel about her well so she was introduced in the previous game and mind you she so i i can't i can't really spoil the story here but she's not the main character she's she's the main character in the second half of the game but the first act so remember this game's broken up into four acts you play as jd in the first act and then kate later on um for various reasons that we don't need to get into but you know there's different there's different people you play as so her as a character i think that it's probably a good it was a good idea to make her be the center stage of the entire story just based off of the cliffhanger ending of 4 and the fact that JD is he's so he's the son of the original protagonist from the original games and he was written a little too closely i think like that original protagonist and and it's so you get something yeah you get something new with 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 yeah, Kate uh, well, yeah I've seen I've, the, the footage i've seen is with Kate being played uh and she seems interesting and I uh, Mechanically, it's still very gears, but I feel like they refined a lot of lot of elements, right? Like the uh... yeah, absolutely. So mechanically, it's still you know third person cover shooter, um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with the combat to begin with. But I think they just built upon that foundation, right, and added so much more yeah. to it. Uh, like the guns feel good. Like the one I've seen, the guns perform. Like the the feedback is is very good. The there are some new mechanics that like you can shoot at the ice. And it'll break, and you can kill enemies like that. That's pretty. That's pretty. That's a pretty cool mechanic, in my opinion. Uh, and then you have a buddy, right? Like you have a little robot buddy. Yeah, you have an upgradable buddy called Jack. They added some RPG yes, elements into yes, it now. They did. <laughs> so it's and it's sort of open world ish. It's not a really open world. It's like um, what do, what do I call it? It's like. Uh, it's like, it's like Final Fantasy yeah. 15, I would say, where it's like kind of open world, but you know, like it, it closes yeah, off. Yeah, it's when like it it's like to. an overworld more than an open world, right? It's like it's yeah. like basically a, a like like the the overworld is basically a vehicle for for the characters to have some dialogue, right? Like basically, you, yeah, and then there's side, yeah, quests, side quests and, and there's towers, a little bit of RPG towers, elements. There's towers, right? The radio towers or uh, something like that. Yeah, but it, it's not so it's not like full on Le- Breath of the Wild, but. It, would, it is closer to like a traditional Legend of Zelda game in terms of like how how the story structure, which I don't think is bad. I think it's like a necessary evolution, and it's it makes for a really good story, and and it makes for a really fun campaign. And which I was shocked by because there is no marketing for this. They didn't show any of this off at E3. That I have not seen any ads for this <sighs> online, and it's weird because Gears is is one of the biggest. First party franchise of the like Microsoft that Halo. Yeah, it was a launch title for the 360. Yeah, it's Halo and Gears. Like everybody knows about Halo and Gears because Halo and Gears are like the big, big Microsoft titles. Uh, and there was basically no marketing. I didn't even know this was coming out this month uh, until it just like arrived on on like uh, on, on on YouTube channels. Uh, 
But I hope this sells like from from what from a scene of like general gist of reviews, it's, it's pretty good. Like it's a pretty good game. It's a pretty good gears game. Uh, people are enjoying it. Uh, it looks great, which is uh, which is something I should like. We should get into like the things about the uh, the accessibility functions. I think I think you mentioned this. Uh, the the subtitling. So yeah. So for the accessibility for it, it's so it's pretty damn good for a couple of reasons. So you have subtitle options. You also have an option to change the font size in the game, which for some reason in the year of our Lord 2019 <laughs> is still not something most games most offer. Most games allow, yeah. Uh, so you could change the font size. You could also turn off the camera shake, which I know is something that you're going to turn off because you don't like I, it. I really like it. Really bothers me. It has bothered me like for a long time. Like I remember watching like like gameplay off like gs4 and i'd be like damn the screen shake is bad it's 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 uh, like I, i'm i'm really bothered by it it's, it's it's annoying to me but it's like a personal pet peeve so i'm glad uh i can turn that off and the, you can turn it off for uh, yeah you can turn it off you can t- yeah, there are a lot of options in there like there are like this game is really well optimized for like the digital foundry video they're saying like if you go to the ultra settings or the insane settings then it will like it's going to tank your pc but you don't have to go that high to get a really good looking game that looks better than the console ones and performs better than the console ones it's um yeah the pc version is is really really good it's 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 really uh it really like and it's coming it's like uh they're, 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 this is an Unreal Engine game, right? So, and it's uh, yeah, it's Unreal Engine four. Unreal Engine four. So it's using a bunch of Unreal Engine four features, uh, which are really, really good. Like just a funny video talks about it, uh, and it looks amazing. Like the the effects, the, the visual style, uh, the detail when you turn it up. Like you can on on PC, you can get uh, the a texture pack that is like uh, higher res, right? Like it's it's higher fidelity. Uh, and that is that that you can turn that on, but like you have to be careful because uh, that increases VRAM usage significantly. It's like six gigs of VRAM usage on on Ultra. It's it's pretty expensive. Uh, so yeah, so it looks good. Uh, for, performs really well on Xbox One and Xbox One X, right? Uh, you have the Xbox. Yeah, the Xbox One X. Um, Xbox One runs at thirty frames per second, ten eighty p dynamic resolution. Um, and then Xbox One X runs at 46, uh, 40, if, uh, sorry, 40, 4K 60 frames per second with a dynamic resolution with 1440p being, being the lowest it'll go. And I have not, like, it'll break a little bit, but it'll dip to like 55 in the most taxing situations. This game runs really well and looks amazing too. Like, this is genuinely, we could say it's, even though it is dynamic resolution, I'm still okay with calling this a 4K 60 game. Because it looks, it's always higher than, it's always 1440p at the lowest, but it gets reconstructed back up to 4K. So it looks amazing. Like the, uh, like, it's interesting to me because they targeted 60 frames per second on, on the Xbox One X, which is cool. Uh, and the PC version is just, it has all the PC options that you want. It's it's a very good PC version. Uh and with the PC version of it as well, um, you can also enable the dynamic resolution stuff that's on the console ones. So you can you could say, you know, I want to target 60 frames per second, and it'll it'll just change your resolution on the fly to make sure that you hit that yeah, performance which target. Is, which is good. Uh, dynamic resolution is, is a good feature, I think it is. It allows for graceful degradation, and, like, it allows more flexibility in games, right? To, you know, it, the ability to keep a target frame rate. Uh, I'm curious what I can run this game, man. Like, I'm, I'm going to pick this up probably later when it comes out uh, properly. Uh, but I, I'm curious how 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 much I can push my rig, what sort of uh, performance I can get out of. Like, well, well, you have you could probably do like 4K target 60 I mean, I can, dynamic I mean, resolution to be fine. 4K doesn't make sense because I don't have 4K a monitor. Well, you can always super sample. I mean, super sampling. Yeah, that's true. But like, I, I've never been a fan of just running it higher than target, like higher than the monitor's frame rate, the frame rate, the resolution. So it's going to be running at 2K, right? Like, what was it? Uh, 2160p or whatever they call it. Uh, yep. 1440p, I think, is, is what it's called. It's a 2560 by 1440, right? Uh, so that's the resolution of my primary monitor. Uh, 
So I'm gonna run I run it at that. I'm gonna run it at with the with the texture pack uh and see what sort of like I said, run it in ultra settings, not insane, because insane doesn't make like it's 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 a bit absurd. Like it's it's for like future it's future proven. Like if you have like a PC like five years from now, it'll probably be able to run insane really well, but uh, ultra or high is probably what you want most of, for most people. And and like they're saying, digital foundry yeah. video. Honestly, most of those higher end PC options probably gives them the option to like br- release a Scarlet yep, update exactly. to it when that yep, comes out yeah. and have it like take yeah, advantage it of the better hardware there. Gives them flexibility to adjust the adjust the visual fidelity on, on newer consoles. Uh, so, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to playing a Gears game for the first time. And and what what is it? What is just the one thing that I probably want to know is like I need like a Probably like if somebody has done uh, a good synopsis of the Gears story so far. Uh, well, there, there's vi- in video synopsis. There's like so in the in the menu you can watch synopsis of all the games before you hop in. And I'll even do it for the last cool, game as well because I don't know anything about this. Oh, I have I, like I have general idea of the enemy types, and the enemies, and, like the visual style. But like I don't really know what's going on in the story at this point. Uh, Good to get a good idea of it before I start, uh, but I'm looking forward to playing that. I haven't played a de- like a decent, a very good third person shooter cover shooter in a long time, so looking forward to that. And it's, the PC version is really good, so I'm looking forward to that as well. So that is Gears Five. Go watch the Digital Foundry video on the PC version if you're interested in uh, details. It's it's very good. Digital Foundry has been fucking killing it. I swear to God, Digital Foundry is one of my favorite channels on YouTube. I mean, you gotta if if y'all are listening, you gotta support their Patreon. Yeah, uh, go support their Patreon. Uh, the 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 work that they do is very good. They they go into, and I feel like one of the things that I, I feel like uh, their videos do is they don't uh, they're not like they they explain things right like and they sh- they show the visual differences and it's not inaccessible to understand the concepts that they're talking about and they do. Uh, these tech spot videos where they explain various uh, various graphics techniques. Yeah, they had one on volumetric lighting a while back, and that one was really good. It was a really good explainer on how what volumetric lighting is and how it works in games. So I feel like it, Digital Foundry is good just because of they're not afraid to go like super enthusiast, but they're not gating people no. based off of yeah, not having exactly. knowledge. Exactly, and, and uh, their enthusiasm is very genuine. Like Alex and and the rest of the crew, it's it's uh, you can feel it in their voice. Just go watch that up. Just go look up the Minecraft, Minecraft one. Go watch up the, the Minecraft, Minecraft ray tracing Minecraft one. Ray tracing one. Um, it, it is very good. It's it's, it's 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 I love that video so much. It's just it's just two nerds being extremely excited by uh, by by uh, lighting effects. It's it's amazing. Uh, so that's that's go watch that. Go support their Patreon. Uh, so let's move on to the Nintendo Direct. Christian mentioned this earlier. This Nintendo Direct happened on what is it Friday or Thursday? What was it? Uh, I think. I believe it happened Saturday? on Thursday. No, it happened earlier this week or Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, it happened earlier in the week. Uh, so the, the the biggest thing that they started with the first thing they started with was uh, yeah, Overwatch on Switch uh, is is coming out. Um, uh, what is uh, I think they said the the release date was October fifteenth. Yes. Uh, so Overwatch is coming to Switch. It's going to run at 30 frames per second. Um, f- I think 540p. Uh, it's, it's very... Five, 540p on portable, mm-hmm. 900p on dock. Yeah, it's rough. Um, it, it's going to have gyro controls, like uh, like Splatoon. You know, like you can move your like your console uh, around to do various various aiming stuff like you do in Splatoon, which is which is fine, which is actually good good idea. So, just uh, I, I know you, I know you're salty because there's no Mag version yet. So let's let's uh, let's get that out of uh, out of the way. <laughs> Basically, what I'm upset about. So so there is a um, high res studios who uh, mangled um, tribes, but we don't have to talk about that. But they have a uh, Overwatch clone, the free-to-play called um, Paladins, and that game runs at 1080p, 60 docked, and 720p, 60 portable on the Switch already. How they get there is that they use a dynamic resolution system, but it still runs at 60 frames per second, and that game has does not drop frames. That game is perfect performance-wise, so... 
if we were in a world where that game did not exist on Switch, I would be okay with that 30 frames per second cap. But for a game that is visually very similar to Overwatch, and it already hits that high of a performance target, it's a little annoying that Blizzard didn't opt to try and push for 60 frames per second. I think I think what what happened here is that they were they were going for a balance between visual fidelity and frame rate. And I think they realized that if they try to go for 60, the the visual downgrade would be too much, right? Perhaps. Uh, I don't know, honestly. Ugh. There's no way to tell for sure, obviously. It's an internal decision. Well, the thing, though, is yeah. right, you can get Overwatch thrown on trash PCs and hit 60 yes. pretty easily. <sighs> but, like, uh, like, the Switch is... is Like, it's not. It's not. Let's just, like, say that it's, the Switch's hardware is not... Uh, like how old is it at this point? The Tegra chip in it. It's like a uh, the Tegra chip's like five yeah, years so old. Yeah, so it's not. Four years old. I mean, it's not. It wasn't ever very powerful to begin with, right? Like it's it, when it on launch, it wasn't powerful. Uh, so I'm not like surprised that Overwatch is running at 30 frames uh, per second. I think they're targeting uh, a base level of visual fidelity that doesn't look like hot trash. Uh, and I think that's the concern here. Like they don't want it to look like hot trash. Uh, and still perform at a reason. Like 30 frames per second is bad for a watch. It's I mean it's a first person shooter, but it's it's also the switch version of it. So I think uh, like if you if you if you like who's gonna play this? Like if uh if you already have if you already play Overwatch on console or PC, it there's no compelling reason to play this buy this, right? Like there's on the go. It's how the are you gonna play this switch, on the right? go? Tell me please. What in your office? Like on your lunch break, you you gotta understand. You gotta understand the amount of like people who just buy switches and rebuy games to play them when they're not home. Like that is that is much higher. That is I know so many people who do that. I and it's not even like at my previous job. It was at like like when I was up in Boston too. People would just have switches. Like even if it's shitty Wi Fi, right? Like only me and you and like people on Mastodon probably care about their network performance and how that relates to their gaming. But like most people fucking tether to their phone and then oh just my play God. Just know, the Overwatch idea, just on the that. Idea of that is bothering me a lot. But anyways, uh, but you get yes, what I mean, yeah. right? But like people just want to yeah. play it on the go. So like there's uh, people are going to buy yeah, Overwatch. I mean, for, for sure but the, i think one thing that's concerning me is there's no cross-platform unlocks well that's never been a thing though right so you only get exclusives linked to your blizzard account those will sync but that's how it exists right now right so like skins loot boxes and skin sorry uh crates whatever blizzard calls them. i think they're called loot boxes in the game like these, like the cosmetic unlocks. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. cosmetic unlocks. So those, yeah. those have never transferred. If you have the PC version and like the PS4 version of Overwatch, it's never switched over. Only like account exclusive ones. So that doesn't surprise me at all. I mean, it is still very annoying, and I hope Blizzard will look into that because if they have like cross progression, that's what Paladin does too. Paladin. So Paladin's actually has crossplay between all console versions because they all run at sixty frames per second, and cross progression between all four pc ps4 xbox one and switch so your season ranking will move between all that if blizzard was to enable that then overwatch on the switch would make more sense because you can play on pc right and then hop in a quick play or whatever if you're same friends list when you're on yeah the but you probably don't, don't want to mix the ranked modes because ranked obviously there's a significant uh you can keep progression that's what i'm saying right it's like if you've hit a certain rank then that'll move not not doing so like cross progression i think is more important than cross play um i feel like cross play for overwatch only makes sense like between xbox and ps4 and that's it pc should be by itself and then switch should be if they ever made like an overwatch for phones like how fortnite does it right fortnite has mobile devices so switch any phone devices all of those are their own pool then xbox and ps4 match make together by default and then pc can hop into parties with xbox and ps4 and and switch but matchmaking is not that by default so you can do custom lobbies between all four platforms including phones but you cannot you know go ahead and matchmake with them by default mm, that's yeah okay that makes sense uh, yeah, cr- cross play doesn't make sense but cross cross platform unlocks and uh account like basically that's the same account across platforms as, as well uh so that's that's the big news no mag version it's never gonna happen. No, it's never gonna happen. No Mac it's version. It's not gonna happen. I, they, they like, but every Blizzard game's on Mac OS. Hearthstone's on there. Heroes of the Storm. Wow. Wow. Classic is on there. Um, let's see what else. What else is on Mac OS? Starcraft. <laughs> yeah. No. I. It, I don't know. Like maybe there's some sort of 
engine deficiency. I I, I don't know. This this bro, they ported it to Switch. Don't tell me there's no engine deficiency to get a Mac a metal port of it. You know for a fact too, right? One of these days, Overwatch is going to come to iPads, especially now that iOS 13 can support Xbox controllers. You know for a fact, that- yeah. It's going to come to iPads before it comes to macOS, just because macOS is... But that's the thing. But the thing is, though, if there's like if there's iPad support, then that means Blizzard's engine supports Metal, because iOS and macOS basically use a like-for-like API implementation of Metal at the moment. Yeah, but the thing is, I think the, the Blizzard can like see a good return of investment on the Mac version. I think that's that's the it's always about money. So just 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 just, just get that on the way. It's just it's just about like they don't think a macOS version is going to get them enough revenue to be worth doing the like putting the developer time in to get a good metal like a, not even not just getting developer time is you have to maintain that version and that's an additional cost. So they don't see like the return of investment on on macOS being enough uh, to justify a back and that's my theory like that's like the theory that makes most sense to me anyway like uh it's nice it's, it's, it's just you don't want to put in the investment uh come on jeff come, come on, on jeff i, 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 know, I mean I see jeff would probably love it but it's like it's probably not jeff's decision like right even even the jeff is the like the like this is probably a business decision to not so if you listen to this podcast i want you to to make a new twitter account because you probably don't have one and tweet and tweet at jeff asking him for overwatch on mac because think about it like this if you get a mac port you have a linux port basically right like if you port a game to linux you are 98 percent of the way there to getting a mac oh port my God. Overwatch on linux. that's probably not true because yeah, the linux to be ported to Vulcan. yeah it's not true probably not true well actually does it doesn't the ps4 support vulcan or does the switch work on Vulcan? That's actually a good question. No, no I think. I mean, it could have like. It, let me see. Actually, does Switch run Vulcan? <laughs> no, no, this is like a genuine question. Probably not, if I would guess. Uh, I mean, even in, it's, it's probably not as simple as just... Nintendo Switch officially supports Vulcan. And so it does natively run Vulkan. So I know for a fact there's no way that Blizzard went ahead and did an OpenGL port of this. This game is definitely running in Vulkan. Oh, like I don't know what Overwatch, Overwatch is like some proprietary engine. So we like there's no way to tell for sure what's going on. Well, I mean, like on Windows, does it run Direct uh, X12 or is it running on Direct X11? I, I don't know. Actually, that's a good question. I, I don't even know how I would tell it's which Direct X which it's using. Like, how would I even know? Like, can you even tell? Like, how do you, uh, unless the, like, there's some sort of switch or like, uh, like debug option, they'll let you know what version it's running. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I've no way of knowing. Good question, actually. What's your direct version? I don't know. Um, I mean, the game came out in 2016. Uh, so probably DirectX 11 or DirectX 10. I don't know. Uh, so that's 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 Overwatch. What else? Uh, what else uh, was announced at uh, this particular direct? Uh, uh, SNES. Yep, SNES games are coming to the Switch uh, via another virtual console um, sort of platform, just like how um, NES games came. Um, and so I. This is like the seventeenth time that Nintendo has sold us old games. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, you only get yeah. it as a part of being a Switch Online member. But you know, whatever. I'll play Super Metroid. The emulation's good enough. Uh, literally, don't. Care. I mean, <laughs> so the games, the games there are good. I would recommend actually playing through Super Metroid. Super Metroid is a good game that you should play through. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like discrediting that. It's just that there is no hook. There's no appeal to me for these like it's it's clearly it's clearly released for people who want to play who have, who have who play used to play uh uh used to have an nes when they were a child uh and they want to play nes games again like the uh, super, uh, super nes like that's what this is targeted towards it's not for me uh and that's what i recognize every time uh so what first party games so there is a luigi's mission 3 uh links awakening and pokemon Sword and sword and shield. Uh, so, just which one of these are are you looking for? Which one of these are? Is it Pokemon? Pokemon, uh, probably. Okay. Um, that new Zelda game. I'm probably not going to end up picking mm-hmm. it up just because. I mean, 
It looks like I'll, I'll, that's like that's something I'll pick up when I have time for it. I'm not excited for it, right? That's like a if I if I just want a game to play and I know like a good quality game, then I'll like do that. But it's not on my high priority list. You always got to get a Pokemon game when they come out because um you have to support that that machine of reselling you the same <laughs> oh thing God. with different skins. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about that. Like, what what is what is what is the new shit? What's the... I'm I am excited for my curry decks. I'm excited to make curry. Oh right, there's cooking in it, right? There's there's a cooking thing, uh, cooking mechanic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pokemon Cooking Mama edition. Oh my god, Nintendo, it's so bad. Yeah. I mean, I I fuck with it heavily, but it's just like why why Nintendo? But I mean, all Pokemon games always have their gimmicks like that. Um, I mean, it's it's honestly it's just a Pokemon game, and it's like going to be more open world. And I'm I'll probably have more to say about it when I actually play it. Cool. It has some interesting looking characters. The the new gym leaders. What is it? Nessa is like the is is like one of them. Like she looks cool. Uh, so that's. But I'm I'm not like I'm just like I'm not. I'm kind of over Pokemon to be honest with you. I, mean, I don't know if I'm like really gonna even buy yeah, this one. Fair. Well, like like Animal Crossing for okay. sure. Like oh, Animal, yes. Crossing, Animal Crossing, absolutely day one purchase. What is Animal Crossing day one purchase. Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, set to like it got delayed to March 2020. Uh. Yep, it got delayed to March 2020, which is perfectly fine because the team needs all the time they, they they can have to get that to work. And you know what? By all means, like, you know, make the best Animal Crossing game you can get. But that one looks good. Um, yeah. Super Smash Brothers Super, ooh, characters. So Banjo-Kazooie finally came out as a, as a playable one. They announced them at E3, but now you can actually play it in-game. And best Smash DLC character so far. I, I have... He is so much fun to play. And I mean, maybe it's all nostalgia, right? Like all these characters in Smash Bros are just nothing but nostalgia. But it is so much fun yeah. to play him. Uh, and one of the things that really caught my eye was uh, a, a, a mech game, uh, Daminex Machina. Uh, it there is a demo out on the Switch right now, so you can you can give it a shot. Uh, and I played a bit of it. I played the the training level. Uh, tutorial level and it 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 sort of feels like Gundam uh not quite like it's not exactly the same as, as the Gundam Gundam versus games that I used to play when I on PSP uh all those like 10 years ago but like it feels a lot like a like a spiritual successor to those Gundam games uh so it's cool I'm looking forward to when that comes out in fall uh I might pick it up I don't know like it's, it depends on like how it plays. I mean, I played I played through the yeah. demo and I liked it. I thought it was a pretty good yeah. demo. I thought it was pretty yeah. fun. Uh, so that's so that's that. And also, what was it? Oh wait, Sans is now in. Yes, uh, like it's not Sands a character, but it's like a it's like a it's not a fighter. It's like a it's a fighter skin for the me character skin. Yes, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a me. Yeah, it's a me skin. Uh, Deadly premonition. I I don't know anything about Deadly premonition, but uh, apparently there's. All I know about Deadly Premonition is that Jim Sterling was losing his shit, and so were like ten other people on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, Deadly Premonition Two is coming out in 2020. Uh, it's that's what that's what's happening. Also, some por- more ports. Uh, there's going to be Return of the Oberdin, which is the which is the like a it's like a puzzle game, I guess, like a mystery solving thing. Uh, Divinity Original Sin Two, uh, Doom sixty four is coming. I I don't I mean it's another one of those. So apparently like there's the Nintendo 64 port of Doom is it was special in that it was more of like a remake of it rather than like an actual port so that's why it's like considered its own version of Doom. But also I it is reselling so much content right now. Yeah god. Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. So this is the second one. time mind you you've been able to pick up that game cuz it's released for Wii and then they made a 3DS version of it and now they're completely remastering it for the it's Switch. The, it's the era of the remasters. Remaster, 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 remaster ports, remaster. So my hope is, right? My hope is we're remastering all these games on consoles that are either running ARM chips with Vulkan or x86 chips with like a DirectX implementation. So in ideal world, right, going forward, you should be able to run these for like 20 years, right? Like as long as as long as x88 x86 chips are still used in gaming PCs, like all these console versions should still be able to be ran on a PC somewhat. Cuz like cuz the I mean the PS4 kind of runs its own thing, but at this point like the Xbox just basically it's just a DirectX. It's just, it's just a Windows a very specialized Windows machine, yeah. Uh so yeah, like that's a good thing. Like, and also like it's not like 
I mean, people people probably didn't play the Wii U version of Xenoblade Chronicles. Maybe they want to play when it comes out on Switch. Switch is popular. It's not a bad thing that these ports are nothing, because there's always people who want to play these but never had the console at the time, and they have a Switch now. They want to try that. So that's this. And and I mean, honestly, too, when you think yeah. about it, like from like just like a pure programming and engineering challenge, I imagine it must be very fun to take like old code and try and get it to work again. Like it's a different kind of game development, right? Like that must be like a very because like so if, you know the Final Fantasy um eight remaster that just came out or was it Final Fantasy nine. I think it was the nine or eight. The one with Squall in it. That one, they lost the original source oh, yes, code, one. so they had to decompile it to get it running again. Yeah, that's 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 a trip. And on top yeah. of that, they had to give feature enhancements to a decompiled version of it. So like that's incredible that's an incredible feat of engineering. I saw people on Twitter being like, Well, I would have handled differently. And I'm like, if you're already de decompiling de- 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 something like like I I'm okay getting a a flaw maybe maybe not a hundred percent true to life reimagining of it probably not yeah I mean it's it's probably yeah, if the laws of source Cody I mean it's 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 difficult like it's a yeah they're like they, so people are like oh it doesn't run like the PS one version I'm like well imagine decompiling a PS one game and then trying to get that to run it's so they decompiled the PC version and then got it to work with modern AM GPU APIs. <laughs> Yeah, that must have been an interesting project for the from a technical point of view. That's that's true. Like all, a lot of the, especially the older games from uh, older consoles, uh, like the the SNES stuff. Like I said, I mean the SNES is like it's like an emulator. Obviously, emulators have their own little technical problems. Um, N sixty four is 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 the uh, yeah Doom sixty four is a port, right? It's actually not. It's not an emulator. It's it's actually yeah a port. yeah. It's actually it's a okay, port. That's, uh, that's that's probably it was an interesting project. Yeah, like there's not that many games that are like being remastered that are actually sold as emulators. They're like actually being converted to run like on um, code wise to be actually native on them, which I think is I think that's pretty interesting. That's like a pretty smart way of handling it. And and like I said, like I think that all you really have to do is like every like like the at least with how modern. App, application the game seems architected that anything released in like 2000 still runs right like you could still get half-life run the half-life one the original steam version of it to run on like modern windows right i feel like anything for like from 90s beforehand back before like we had OpenGL and DirectX, it's like it's kind of you need like those old pc hardware right you need like a voodoo fx card or something like that to get them to run but nowadays with like more modern stuff you don't if if you if you write it for like if you wrote a game for DirectX 10 you could still probably get it to run on a PC. Yeah, today. of course, there are plenty of DirectX 10 games that you could that you can definitely use, like play happily on, on a on a Windows 10 PC with no issues whatsoever. DirectX is extremely like with the Win like Microsoft to its credit is is uh, extremely good about backwards compatibility. So a lot of things like you can run really old games. I can probably uh, I sometimes really like. Maybe once a year, I reinstall a really old game by now. It's it's the first Warhammer RTS game, uh, and it's 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 really old. Like it's probably like DirectX eight or something. I don't even know. But like it's it 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 cannot run in my my native resolution. Obviously, it runs in a window like at this at this weird res like four by three res. Uh, but it runs. It runs. It does its the things. It's weird. And if you all tab, it crashes. But you know stuff like that. But like. It, it works most mostly it works so like yeah there's there's a lot of old games that you can play on windows that that are like a basically ancient at this point yeah so so that's i think is there anything else that we want to talk about for nintendo direct or is that i think that's about it i think that's all the stuff that happened no that's it it was just funny seeing soccer tell people to play a nintendo console or sorry a microsoft console he was like yeah you could play it on xbox Hold up, hold up. I want to talk about that. That that bit was so fucking weird. It felt like Sakurai drank like five Red Bulls at once and then just recorded that segment. It was he was just looking like he looked wired. Like he looked like he was on so much caffeine. Like it was incredible. Like and there's a laugh track whenever he mentioned Xbox. I was just No, that wasn't a laugh track. That was the people in the studio. That was that was the camera staff. Yeah, the camera staff actually like the people manning the cameras were the ones laughing. They just let Sakura do whatever the fuck he wants, right? That, that's what that's what must be in his like in his employment contract. It's like I can do I can record videos while with with like an audience that just laughs in the background. Like I mean, it's fucking Sakura. Like, yeah, he can do whatever also, the fuck let, he wants. Let the man sleep, please, Sakura. Please sleep for the love of God. Uh, I don't know. Is, is he like sleep in the office or? Jesus. 
Uh, and he's like, too, he's like, yeah, we're going to add, we're going to keep adding fighters oh to Smash because it's like the only chance we'll ever get to oh, do it. God. Sakurai would never rest, apparently. Jesus. Uh, so let's move on. Uh, our last topic of the day. Uh, exciting. Well, I don't know if it's exciting. Uh, I don't know who's excited for it. Well, they're pretty excited for it. It's, uh, it's at that time of the year, it's, 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 uh, OS release time for mobile devices. Uh, so it's Android 10. Uh, it's out and it's just Android 10. There is no, uh, dessert name. Uh, yep, real. Google's now done with dessert names. Um, and they have actually like, a pretty good reason for it. I know some people on, online are being like all, all sad about it, but it's like, desserts are very culture specific so like a marshmallow isn't really like a food outside of north america and they're like for other desserts like um pie isn't a dessert in most countries right like if you go to like india right like pie not like a dessert it's just like a food no it's not it's not exactly it's just it's just very like it's culturally uh it's it's like hard to explain to people like some desserts are like very culture specific so which i mean like that is i mean it made sense to and me. lollipop is probably hard to pronounce in most ang- languages that are not Possibly, english yeah that's probably true like like think of like in like if you're in like asia yeah. right like that those l sounds aren't like native sounds to your language <laughs> it's not great uh so that's the end of an era i guess so android 10 is, is our new 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 Android OS. Oh, do you think do you think Google's going to start being like Apple and do 10.1, 10.2, 10.3, or do you think they're just going to go to 11 next year? I'd probably just go to 11. I don't know. Maybe they will do point versions instead. I mean, they're going to do point versions anyways, but like uh like major release of point version, I don't know. Probably not. Uh that doesn't seem like it, like they they want to do that. So let's talk about the major major changes uh, the first one I think that's what that everybody's gonna see. Uh, well, first we should talk about which devices have it now. So the Pixel devices, right? Uh, which ones? Like the Pixel two and three, right? Like the uh, I'm not hundred percent sure which Pixel devices have. I know the Pixel devices have them, so they were rolled out. So every Pixel, but the Pixel one, I okay. believe, is getting right. it right now. Okay, so if you have any other of those phones, you you you, you will get the update. Yeah. Also, um, you know your Pixel Book. Oh, if you if you have oh, one of wait, those, that, that's getting that. it. That, oh. That's gonna be running Android oh. 10. So everyone update their Pixel Book. And for the 10 people who have it, yeah. Um, for the 10 people who have it and are still using it. <laughs> five five of them, maybe. Um so let's talk about the biggest thing is is gesture navigation, right? Um like this is what it like is this like iOS basically? Is this what's happening? They they basically copied iOS now. This is a hundred percent like iOS, except that if you slide in from the corners of the bottom, you get to the Google Assistant. But outside of that, it is a clone of iOS now. And mind you, that is the best way to do gesture navigation. So I don't believe that's an actual issue. No, I don't have a problem with that. It's just it's just like they're they're redoing gestures. And then the thing about gestures, everybody mentions this. Uh is it's they're not discoverable like there's no nothing obvious about them right you just have to come but they're forcing these gestures to now be like standard across android on the board right so this gesture system is now being built into the google play agreement so you know like um in order to get certified for google play you have to have your, your build of android work a certain way so they're forcing everyone to use this implementation of gestures so no more no more samsung doing some weird bullshit right like that's yeah no more back button being in the wrong spot <sighs> samsung but yeah like that's good um so and it's only but it's only on the the google launcher right like so so what happened is that the um some of the apis for getting the navigation to work they built it into the launcher just to get it like to be quicker for them to actually develop it but they didn't spin it out into its own system library so other um the launchers can take use of it or uh, take um take advantage of the new gesture system and because of that it's only at the google launcher right now or you know those a- are like official built ones by the oem partners but they said they just ran out of time and that's why you can't use a third-party mm. launcher with it right now mm. so yeah third-party launches are one of the things that i'm like that's one of the big things about android that that's like i think it's like a big feature that people like people love their custom and android launchers right uh, it's a big thing so it feels a bit a bit bit sh- 
shoddy to not have. But I guess, I mean, I don't use Android anymore, so I don't have like a stake in this. So yeah. Uh, or like Project Mainline is that's not a user facing thing, right? That's the next uh, great journey to fix updates on Android, right? The so they what they have something called Apex. Uh, yeah, so it's like basically. So what Project Mainline is is that um, think of it like this with Linux. Actually, I think Linux is probably the best way to look at it. When you are an app get update, right? Like your whole OS image isn't like a blob. You have system libraries that can be updated individually. So that's what Google's doing is that through a package manager, i.e. the Play Store. However, though, you can't... It does not have to be the Play Store. It's just that for Google's own um, officially sanctioned updates, they come through the Play Store. But OEMs could, in a, in a you know another world, set up a uh, a different um, repository uh, like a, yeah, for like a, Apex yeah, packages. Yeah, their own repository. Right, right. Uh... Yeah, so but at the moment, it's going through Google. But with that, you essentially your um, system updates for say yeah, like say like um, the media playback framework, right? You can that can be updated now through the Play Store and independent of any OEM update or any OEM action, right? Which I think is super super nice good for security like benefits, right? Like it's it allows for like if there's a vulnerability in 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 like the media play framework, Google can update that and distribute that through the through through the Apex system, uh, and have that be updated without uh, relying on on carriers and and the rest of it. Like that's like this is this is a continuation of what happened last year. It was treble, right? Uh, now mainline. Uh, it's just more. Yep, it's just more like yeah. um, breaking out of the OS. Yeah, yeah, basically, basically giving the Google store. the ability to update shit out of out of out of basically giving Google the ability to up, update more parts of the OS by themselves instead of relying on third parties. Which isn't a bad no. thing. Um, I mean, it does go into like kind of the, the area of like, well, we're not giving Google too much control, but I think for the, I think in this specific condition, just for the security benefits you get yeah. from it, it's worthwhile to have it. Yeah, especially for these low-level frameworks and like vulnerabilities, like, yeah, it's just... Like security on, on Android is just already a bit of a bit of a questionable thing uh, if you don't have a Pixel device, and that's you know, uh, yeah. So also new notification panel features. Um, you get prior new priority notification buckets. Uh, I I every time I read anything about new updates to. Android's notification stuff. I'm just very jealous, honestly. You just cry. On I'm iOS. just like, God. I wish I had the shit on iOS. <laughs> like, I, I wish I had all. Like, I, I like. I don't want to use Android, but can I just get like the fucking notification stuff into into iOS, please? Like, that's the only thing I want from Android, really. Like, honestly, just give me that, and I'm good. Uh, uh like, like. Priority notification buckets, hell yeah, give me that shit. Like, give me the ability to, uh, like, manage notifications in a way that where I can, like, set, like, like buckets of, of apps that are, like, less important and more inform- important. Like, the apps that should alert but don't need to be, like, you know, looked at immediately. Like, stuff like that. Like, give me that shit. It's great. Uh, what else? There's, like, uh, Does now do dark yes. mode? Okay, let's talk about that. Yeah, the, so let's talk about this. Is, this is one of the big uh, user-facing features. Uh, dark mode is a thing in Android 10. Uh, and what do we think about this? Like, is it is it like? I mean, is is it? It's basically like an official toggle, right? That'll like signal to all apps to now run in dark mode if they support it. You can also fork dark, force dark mode on apps through like the developer settings. Um, it's just basically like bringing the existing like theming system, you know, that apps already use, but into like a an officially supported way in the OS, which I think is fine and a, and a great way to do it. Um, outside of, of that, it's it's a dark mode, you know, like it's things go gray black. Yeah, it does save battery on. AMOLED displays, right? I think that Google has like a slide of uh, like like six at max brightness on 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 night mode. It it like like reduces power usage by sixty three percent. 
which is incredible, by the way. It obviously doesn't do anything on LCD displays. So obviously, that's it. The LCDs don't care if it's dark or or like it's the the, the L the, the the crystals are lit up. Like it's it's all lit up. The back panel is always lit up. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's black or white. It, it's just lit up. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, there's now the privacy um, updates as well, where they're essentially for better here copying iOS and the model that save like location for microphone. Um, you can now tell apps to only use them when they're running, and then when they're not running, it can no longer access it. Um, Android is also um, introducing a new scoped uh, permissions model for storage, so you can no longer give apps blanket access to the entire storage. However, there's still a legacy API that's still supported, but starting with next year's release, the new scope storage API is going to be required. All right, that's good. This is, this is all good. Like this is this is good. Like I mean, from from my perspective, this is good. Apps don't need access to the entire fucking file system. Yeah, I mean, like you know, like cries and tasker, right? But at the same time, it's it's still these are good changes that are going to protect user privacy and make it easier um, for people to stay secure. And, and and so as a whole, I think Android 10 is like a really great update, and I think that Google is now starting to. Google, it might have taken them too long, but I think we mentioned this when we talked about Pi last year, that the changes that Google are making are architecture to, architecturally um, substantial to how Android is built and is laying a foundation for it to actually be like a core OS that is reliable and doesn't run like trash. And it's just that that's why we're getting, like I think, a slower cadence of user-facing features just because these are bigger engineering projects. And while we may joke about how like Treble and Mainline haven't done anything, when you, when, you, when you take it as a whole, right? If you take Mainline, Treble, you take all of those together, you have a much more well-built system. It's ongoing. It's an ongoing project. It's not a thing that you can just solve overnight, which is obvious. Uh, anybody who... Like, it's, it's a thing that they're working on. Like, it's the Project Mainline, Project Treble. These are all steps... Towards towards a, uh, towards a goal. Uh, that goal is basically having Android be more secure, be is more easily updatable by by the by Google, uh, essentially. And then have you know apps that are more um, apps that can conform to different screen sizes. Because while Android tablets are still a joke, this release as well now builds like support for folding displays and being able to transition apps and resume them at. On you know different folds. That is amazing to me. That's like this is this is one of those things like when you're like Android is just like like uh, it's, it's it's amazing. The Android team whiteboard. So we could either improve tablet support in this release or make folding displays work. Folding displays, obviously. Come on, bro. Like it's cool. folding displays are cool. Nobody cares about tablets. Uh, said the Android team. Uh, I mean, they have given them an hour of tablets, basically. So, I mean, it's just focus on what do you, what do you want to do? Just just focus on phone. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, Chrome OS, the Chrome OS team does tablet <laughs> stuff now. We don't. Yeah, wait, who cares? It's a, the Chrome OS can have it. Uh, new share menu. There are new more emojis. Uh, oh, the share menu one. This is a big one, all right? So, the share menu. So, Android, up until this release used to generate a new a new list of apps. It would pull the entire system for what apps it could share to every single time you hit share. And it made it super slow. And it's always been slow. Back when I used Android, it was disgustingly slow to share something. And they have now fixed that where you'll now get a static list of applications and like a database file that's built every time something's installed rather than doing the live polling. However, apps have to update to a new API for that to work. So... You're going to get a weird mix of apps that don't support it and that are being pulled all the time until all of them update to the new one. But the new one is still sub- just significantly yeah, it's, it's, faster. Yeah, it's basically the difference between using a caching system and just you know, pulling the, the thing all the time. Yeah, it's, uh, who would have thought using caching system would make things faster? Like, amazing. Incredible. Major technological breakthrough here. Uh, <laughs> I'm being slightly sarcastic, but it is generally a good thing that it says. It's, it's, it's a small, it's like a small thing, but I think over time, like these little interactions, like add up. Like they, they yeah. matter. They build. They build out such a, a far better system. Um, there's also the live caption stuff for when you're watching videos, but that's not out yet. I think that's going to be coming soon in a, like a update through for the Pixel devices. Um, what else is there? There's a new smart reply stuff. I think we talked about the notification. Uh, storage encryption called, uh, it's called Entem, right? Like it's new. St- oh, so yeah. So it's the new storage encryption system for those um, shitty, like cheapo, uh, lower end Qualcomm 200X series and those MediaTek processors that don't support um, encryption on the chipset level. 
So it's it's able it's able to give you actual like you know full disk full, full encryption full yeah full disk encryption yeah. that's, that's in good, a software good. only solution. That's good. That's good. Um, so that's it. that's about it. I think most of the stuff is like as you mentioned architectural changes in the back end. Uh, you can't really like it's not user facing dark mode and the notification stuff is is probably the most obvious. Uh, and I'll, yep, and I think um, yeah. I think what else do we have here? Oh, they have like the new dual boot stuff yes. too. I mean, that's that's also like kind of like an architectural thing. Like, like it doesn't matter to most users, right? Obviously, like it's not you're not going to. But it just helps doing. It's like how Chrome OS's system updates, right? Because Chrome OS has always been like, we're going to download a new OS image and we're going to migrate your data, but boot you into that new OS image. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of from update. a technical perspective, it's very cool, right? You're just like switching OS images, right? It's very cool. Like from from a technical perspective, it's it's a very cool idea. Uh, but all that means for users is just that you're going to have faster updates, I guess, like faster system updates, right? That you can just like reboot into the new system image, right? I guess that's how the. the and you can also just dual boot on the fly. And I know like the custom ROM community is going to oh, go yeah, wild. Oh, yeah. Dual booting. Grub. It's let me install Grub on my Android phone. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a fact, too, someone's now going to port Grub oh, to Android. Please do not do not subject all of us to the horrific, horrifying terror show that's Grub. Uh, Grub is not bad. I mean, it's, right? Grub 2 is pretty good, time honestly. It's just that I, I have some nightmares with dealing with Grub-related problems. So, so I'm, I'm, yeah, uh, just don't, don't ask me about grub related issues i get i get very salty but yeah uh you could say it really grubs your grinds let's let's wrap up the fucking <laughs> uh <laughs> wrap up this fucking show you can find us on tshadesofbrown.com uh the show notes are going to be there the the contact email address is contact at tshadesofbrown.com uh, you can find me on Mastodon at StaticSafe at Mastodon.ZambaCloud.com. And Christian, where can people find you? Y'all can find me at Josephine at TenForward.Social. You could also find my website, which is Josephine.Website online. Um, and please feel free to at me with your spicy takes about Android 10 or your, your spicy takes about Animal Crossing. <laughs> It's either Android or Animal Crossing. Pick one. Yeah, uh, only, only those, those two are two, acceptable uh, like, options. <laughs> that's great. Uh, with that, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.